0: Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Last time we talked about what James calls the prayer of faith, or literally the vow of faith. And we explored the idea that in some special instances, after a time of intensive prayer, God will grant you a certainty that if you ask for a certain thing, it will be granted. But what about all the other times? Times when you pray and you have no idea if the thing you're asking for is even God's will. Or times when the thing you're asking for seems so unlikely that you would actually be shocked if God answered that prayer. Does God answer those kinds of prayers?
1: Let me ask you this. Does God still answer prayer if you're not sure if it's His will? You're just like, God, I don't know if you're going to do this. I don't even think you're going to do it. I don't know. Please do it. But Will he answer a prayer like that? Yes. Yes. Remember when the church was praying for Peter to be released from prison? God miraculously answered their prayer. He sent an earthquake, rattled that prison open, sent got, a, got him out of there with an angel. Peter walks out of the prison, makes his way to the prayer meeting. And and, and here's what happened. Acts twelve 13, I'll read it to you. Peter knocked at the outer entrance. Okay, so he gets there. A servant girl named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening the door and exclaimed, Peter's at the door! You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was Peter, they said, it must be his angel. (laughs) What a distraction this girl is to the prayer meeting. I mean, stop talking about Peter. We're trying to pray here. Meanwhile, verse 16, I love this, Peter kept on knocking. Okay, <laughs> For crying out loud, how are we supposed to pray when people are coming to the door? Somebody get the door. Someone besides Rhoda. <laughs> verse 16, when they opened the door and they saw him, they were astonished. God doesn't always grant a ton of confidence that he's going to do you know, what you're asking him to do. But he's, they still prayed, and they didn't think he was going to do it at all. They didn't even believe it when it happened. And yet they, God still answered that prayer. See, even if I'm totally ignorant and clueless and insensitive to the Spirit and I have no idea what God's will is, still God reserves the right to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond anything I can ask or think. But I also want to remain ready When God wants to do it through working inside me to actually show me what he wants so that I pray this kind of prayer of faith, I want to be ready for that too. One reason why I haven't been open to this interpretation in the past is because my my whole life I've only been exposed to an abuse of this. I've just seen one example after another of this being abused. We've all seen those situations, right, where people say, they, they always know what God is saying. They're always telling you God's will. Oh, God told me this, God told me that. God told me you're supposed to be healed. God told me you're supposed to... And, and, and it, that causes a lot of damage a lot of times because they'll go say, God told me you're going to be healed, and then it doesn't happen. You get The guy's hopes get all up, and then it doesn't happen. And then who is the guy disappointed in? That person? No. Disappointed in God. So it's easy for this kind of thing to be abused, which is another reason why I think he's calling for the elders of the church to come and do this, to come and set the example for this, because you want spiritually mature men, people who are are uh, careful and mature spiritually, which can guard against the folly of those people that just think they they're hearing from God when they're not. That might be the explanation, another explanation for why they call the elders of the church instead of just call for someone with the gifts of healing or something like that. In verse 16, James specifies that it's the prayer of the righteous person that ha- that's powerful and effective, right? Prayer of the righteous. God hears the prayers of the righteous and not the prayers of the wicked. That's very clear in Scripture. We covered that last week, and 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 that would include all believers because we're the righteous, right? Everyone who's in Christ is righteous because because Jesus' righteousness is credited to your account. So so that righteous, we, we're all righteous. God listens to the prayers of all believers, all His children. But I think the righteousness that James is talking about here is uh, not that positional kind of righteousness, but practical righteousness. Meaning, the more you disobey as a Christian, the more you hinder your, the effectiveness of your prayer. And the more you obey God, the, the, the more uh, powerful your prayer life becomes. And one reason for that is because the righteous, the, the righteous man or woman who's walking with the Lord will tend to have enough spiritual maturity to where they won't frequently confuse their own thoughts and impulses with the promptings that are coming from God. Okay, so all that to say that prayer is powerful, it is exceedingly powerful, it is very powerful and it affects outcomes, and it's even more powerful when you pray the prayer of faith. That's the motivation that God gives us to pray. He says, pray for one another. Why? Because you got power in your hands.
0: Remember, it's never a good thing to say to God, please do this if you can. But it's perfectly okay to say, God, please do this if you are willing. When the man in Mark 9.22 said, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us, and Jesus had a negative reaction to that. If you can, Jesus said. But when the leper in Mark one forty said, if you're willing, you can make me clean, Jesus had a positive response. I am willing, he said. Be clean. So it's fine to pray for things, even if you're not sure whether or not they're God's will. Even Jesus did that in Gethsemane. He said, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. So don't hold back on praying for something that's on your heart just because you're not very confident God will say yes to your prayer. And if God says no, don't assume it's because you lacked confidence in a yes answer. God wants you to pour out your heart to him at all times, no matter what's going on inside you. I call to you, God, and you save me. Evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and you hear my voice. Father, hear my prayer now. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness and righteousness, come to my relief. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go for to you I entrust my life be gracious to me and bless me and make your face shine on me in the morning Lord you hear my voice in the morning I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly you are near to all who call on you to all who call on you in truth Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Turn your ear to me. Show me the wonders of your great love. For you save by your right hand those who take refuge in you. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer, for I'm poor and needy. Guard my life, for I'm faithful to you save your servant who trusts in you you are my God have mercy on me Lord for I call to you all day long bring joy to your servant Lord for I put my trust in you you Lord are forgiving and good abounding in love to all who call on you hear my prayer Lord listen to my cry for mercy. When I am in distress, I call to you, because you answer me. Among the gods there is none like you, Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvelous things. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right
1: hand of God.